We're told that shortly after meeting his soon-to-be second wife, Diana Gould, a classically trained ballet dancer, violinist Yehudi Menuhin watched her perform a choreographed adaptation of Igor Stravinsky's Capriccio for Piano and Orchestra. Her performance reminded him of his childhood idol Anna Pavlova, and his reaction would augur his lifetime devotion to yoga. It is an overwhelming revelation to be made so palpably aware of the transfigured expressiveness of the total body. While sitting in a doctor's waiting room in New Zealand, Menuhin picked up a book on hatha yoga with illustrations of the physical postures known as asanas. Begging the doctor to lend him the book, he began practicing the postures in his hotel room on tour and immediately noticed the positive effects of yoga on his violin playing, as he would recount in the autobiography, Unfinished Journey. This little introduction to hatha yoga, that is, the bodily postures or asanas, struck me with the force of a revelation. Without even knowing that I was searching for it, I had stumbled across a key to unlock old enigmas to make me aware of my capacity encourage the physical ease missing from my upbringing, point the way to further comprehension of violin playing, and perhaps, if I persevered, stand me on my head in long-delayed fulfillment of childhood ambition. I used to envy children who could walk on their hands. I shut myself up in various hotel rooms to experiment with the asanas, finding much pleasure in exercises which demanded no strain, but on the contrary, inner quietness, which were neither aggressive nor competitive, but to be done in solitude, which required no equipment but a few feet of floor space. First and foremost, of course, yoga made its contribution to my quest to understand consciously the mechanics of violin playing, a quest which, by 1951, had long been one of the themes of my life. All influences pointed toward less tension, more effective application of energy, the breaking down of resistance in every joint, the coordination of all motions into one motion, and illustrated the profound truth that strength comes not from strength, but from the subtle comprehension of process of proportion and balance. Words of violinist Yehudi Menuhin from his autobiography, Unfinished Journey, recounted in the study, The Dawn of Indian Music in the West by Peter Lavazzoli. That was in the early 1950s, and still today, classical musicians are having similar responses when they engage in the practice of yoga. And that is why the continuing celebration that brings the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic together with Jaya Yoga for an annual event seems like an ideal East meets West match. Jaya Yoga and the Marketplace at Steamtown announce the 8th annual Yoga on the Roof Sunday, July 4th 
with performing musicians from the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. This time to mark a milestone for the orchestra. Nancy Sanderson is executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, and she fills us in. The milestone that you're referring to is our 50th anniversary. And we made it, by golly. <laughs> and we want to celebrate. And we want our community to celebrate with us. So our kickoff for our 50th will be on July 4th. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, our orchestra isn't able to play on the 3rd and the 4th. But next year, we will be. This year, however, we're having Yoga on the Roof on July 4th. And it's an it's a unlikely but very creative collaboration between Jaya Yoga and the Philharmonic. And the owner of Jaya Yoga was very interested in doing something to help the Philharmonic. And she and a board member, Carol Dembert, came up with a plan to have a fundraiser for the Philharmonic that involved her studio and Philharmonic musicians. And this is the eighth year that we've had it. It's been highly successful. And people who come for Jaya Yoga don't often know about us, so we get new audiences here. And our musicians really appreciate what Hillary's doing, and so they're happy to play for her. And so for an hour, starting at 9 o'clock, so it's not too hot in the morning, they have a, a yoga class run by Hillary, and then they have a light breakfast at 10 o'clock, and all the time that they're doing yoga, our musicians are playing. And it's it's just a lovely collaboration. This year, our musicians will be a trio. Leah Valensis, who is the co-director of our mentorship program, and her daughter, Juliet, who is a mentorship student, and Peter Brubaker, who is a member of our cello section. And they'll be playing trios. And so it's just going to be a lovely way to start the day on July 4th. And Nancy, doesn't there seem to be a lot of attention paid by classical musicians to yoga in terms of posture and breathing and being centered for performance? You are so right, Erica. The dreaded injuries that musicians get from having tension in their bodies is often remedied by doing yoga. And so it's not unusual at all for musicians to use it as uh, as much of a cure as for other purposes. And so that's July 4th. And it's yoga on the roof. And the roof happens to be at Electric City Garage. And that's a new location this year. And access to it and to the elevator is on Penn Avenue in Scranton. And if it rains, then we'll just go to a lower level. So there's just one date, and we'll do it rain or shine. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that Jaya Yoga has requested that all proceeds go to our outreach program for students. So it's benefiting the mentorship program, the Music in Our Schools program, the Young People's Concert, and the Meet the Maestro concert. So they want to give back to the community. It's really thoughtful. And actually, Hillary has been talking about when the pandemic is over of doing more events during the year. So something to look forward to. Exactly. And that's what we all need, something to look forward absolutely. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that people are yearning for live symphonic music again. It's just, you know, we had one chamber concert in May 
and we were stunned at the number of people who attended. It was just one of our best attended concerts, and that was still during the pandemic. And so we can see that audiences are ready for live symphonic music, and that makes us so happy, especially on our 50th. And we've, we've got a great season planned. It's so exciting for the Pops concerts. We have a Music of the Nights, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T-S, and that's featuring the music of Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, and Stephen Sondheim. So it's something for everyone, and we just have a feeling that lots of people will want to come to this concert. Another Pops concert is, of course, our annual holiday concert held both in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. And then our final Pops concert is featuring the music of Broadway musical composer Jerry Herman. And he wrote Mame, and he, he wrote just a lot of wonderful musicals. And the same people that produced the tribute to Aretha Franklin is producing this show. And if anyone was in the audience, they know just how much fun this particular producer is. So we are really anticipating great crowds. We're having an all-Beethoven concert, and Fei-Fei Dong will be our pianist for the Emperor Concerto. And we're having an all-Tchaikovsky concert in May, and Alberto Perini will be playing the Rococo Variations, which is just such a fun, uplifting, and technically difficult piece. So that will be really fun for the audience to hear. And, of course, we have four chamber concerts over the season. We'll also be announcing various events in Wilkes-Barre and Scranton to celebrate 50 years. And, you know, th these 50 years have not always been easy. It's been a challenge. And so we just feel so glad that we've come this far. And what's great is that one of our chamber concerts will be at Temple Israel in Scranton, and they're celebrating their 100th anniversary and in Wilkes-Barre, the First Presbyterian Church is celebrating their 250th anniversary. So everyone wants to be celebrating, <laughs> and with good reason. All the stresses, and anybody who has any interest is following the ups and downs of classical music itself and the struggles of musicians, of course, during the pandemic, but orchestras themselves without a pandemic. So to make it as you have and to have a full-fledged season with yeah. Beethoven and Tchaikovsky as bookends? Yep, and the interesting thing is we actually added a concert this season. And that was in a five-year strategic plan back in 2017 when we had to make some serious decisions. The plan was that we start adding concerts back, and we're able to do that. And you could see, as you say, when you did that beautiful performance in the park with Ballet Theater of Scranton, <laughs> that there was no question that people are hungry for. Oh, yes. If 500 people came when it was raining, it was... In the high 30 degrees, it was outside, <laughs> 500 people came. That speaks volumes. Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, speaking with us about the 50th anniversary season that gets underway on Sunday, July 4th at 9 in the morning at Electric City Garage at Steamtown Mall. It will be one hour of yoga with live music performed by members of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic to benefit the young people's programs of the orchestra. That's 9 a.m. on Sunday, July 4th at the Electric City Garage in Scranton. 
And if you need more information, nepafil.org. Pre-registration will be required before the end of the day on Friday, July 2nd, nepafil.org.